0: You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. Unfortunately, it is the furthest thing imaginable from a victory Monday. The Bills got dismantled by the Indianapolis Colts 41-15 to and fell to 6-4 and on the season. Everything you feared that game could be was, and it was very disappointing. The Bills got big boyed on Sunday. We'll get into things I liked, things I didn't like recap my predictions, talk about the AFC East, and discuss what's next for the Bills and this podcast here in a moment. But first, let's talk about what we've learned about the 2021 Buffalo Bills. We've learned that they are capable and talented. We've also learned that they don't perform well when things don't go their way. When this team faces adversity, they wilt. And that's concerning because you want football teams to be mentally tough physically tough, and resilient. And right now, those are not accurate traits about this Buffalo Bills football team. I think they play hard. I think they give good effort, but they aren't tough. They don't handle adversity well. Things spiral when they face some resistance. And it's fair to be concerned about the makeup of this group. I talked on Friday about how it's do it or don't time. Well, So far, it's don't. The Bills are still in it, but they have to change some very unfortunate narratives or else this is a fringe playoff team that is destined for an early exit and not primed for a deep postseason run like we all hoped would be the case this year. We'll talk more about that in things I didn't like, but I do have a couple of things here to say and the things I did like. Section And we'll start with Matt Breida. For a second consecutive week, we saw the impact that he's capable of making on the team. He had five rushes for 51 yards, a catch for 16 yards. And his speed can make a difference for this offense, especially because their run blocking is average at best. And those holes, they close up really quick. And we know it takes some time for Devin Singletary and Zach Moss to get going and to get to and through the hole. Now, because Breida has some foot fire, he can help overcome the inability of the Bills' offensive line to consistently reset the line of scrimmage and widen creases. So you like to see Matt Breida's involvement, and he's been a net positive to this team over the last couple of weeks. I like that the Bills were 2 of 2 in the red zone, scoring touchdowns on both of their trips. Both were touchdown passes to Steph Diggs, Both were nice plays. The first one was a dot from Josh Allen on the outbreaking pattern. Great concentration, great extension, great toe tap by Steph Diggs. And the other was a good example of how a running quarterback can really be an asset in the red zone as Josh Allen sold like he was going to take off with the football. It kind of brings the coverage forward, creates some space. You hit Steph Diggs in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Two for two in the red zone, scoring touchdowns. Both are really good plays. Matt Hawk. (laughs) Yep. Matt Hawk shows up this week in Things I Liked. He punted one time, and it was a good punt. 55 yards in the air, 48-yard net. Yay. Good punt for Matt Hawk. I think the Bills got through this game healthy, so I like that. Doesn't appear there are any additional injuries with a quick turnaround to Thanksgiving. And I also like that there is a quick turnaround to the next game. You need to play again and have an opportunity to correct some of these issues and showcase more of what you think you are as a football team. And so I like that we don't have to wait a long time to see this Bills team on the field again and have the opportunity to uh, make us feel a lot better than we do right now about the 2021 Buffalo Bills. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Buckle up, folks. It is time to discuss the things I didn't like from Sunday. And I have to start with this. The bill's lack toughness. They're a soft football team. They don't play physically tough. They don't play mentally tough. And they don't respond when the game script doesn't go like they think it should. When you think about this Bills team, who are those tough and physical tone setters? Who are the players that come to mind for you? I've got some names. Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Spencer Brown. John Feliciano, Taron Johnson, Jordan Poyer, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. Those are the names that come to mind for me. Well, the Bills didn't have Feliciano in this game. They didn't have Spencer Brown in this game. But the overarching theme in the names that I listed when I thought about who I think are the toughest players on the team, the guys that really set the tone, is that you've only got two linemen in the the list too. They're not good enough in the trenches. They're not tough enough in the trenches. They don't reset the line of scrimmage on offense. They don't own their gaps in the run game. It's a mindset. It's a mentality. And the Bills don't have that right now. And it's disappointing because you know there's been a concerted effort to build up these trenches and get them to a high level. It's not there. It's not there, and you see it show up in games like this. You saw it show up against Tennessee. You saw it show up against Pittsburgh. And it showed up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not even good in the trenches. And so this team just lacks those guys up front that are going to be those tone setters, both offensively and defensively. Your tone setters are your quarterback and your tight end and your slot corner. A safety and two receivers? I mean, I don't love John Feliciano. I don't love him as a football player, but I do recognize the toughness and mentality that he brings to the table. You just have to watch Spencer Brown for one play, and you know that he brings the toughness and physicality to the table. But there's not enough players on this team that I look to as physical tone setters That play in the trenches, and my goodness, did it show up in this football game. Jonathan Taylor ran wild. Everybody knew he was going to be the focal point of the Colts' offense, and the Bills had no answer. 32 rushes, 185 yards, four rushing touchdowns, three catches for 19 yards, and another touchdown. The Colts rushed the football 46 times for 264 yards and four touchdowns. They simply imposed their will and did whatever they wanted to do on offense. Not having Tremaine Edmonds hurts. Not having Starla Tulele hurts. But my goodness, it's amazing to me how this Bills defense can flip the switch off. Like, how could you be so good, but then against Tennessee and Indianapolis, you have a complete disaster of a game. How do you flip that switch off like that? This Bills defense has proven they can do it, and I find that incredibly disappointing. I didn't like that once again great quarterback play wasn't required to beat the Bills. Carson Wentz, a very modest 11 of 20 for 106 yards and a touchdown, passer rating of 86.7. All four of the Bills' losses this year have come against quarterbacks with a passer rating in the game of 87 or less. That's frustrating. In this day and age of NFL football, you look at games and think, all right, who's the quarterback? All right, is our quarterback better than their quarterback? Oh, cool, we got a really good chance to win this game. (laughs) What on earth? I mean, the performances that – Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, and Carson Wentz had in winning efforts against the Bills, nothing to write home about. Below average days. It bothers me that good quarterback play is not required to beat this Bills football team. Frustrating to me. You can see how quickly this game unraveled. Let's talk a little bit more specific about this game. I want to bring you through some scenarios and point to different things that I would consider adversity and where things kind of spiral. And anytime that it doesn't go the Bills' way, they quickly wilt. I mean, honestly, that's the word, wilt. They wilt. First drive of the game. The Colts get a really nice kick return. They're driving the football. The Bills finally get them in a second and 14 at the... Bill's 40-yard line, you start to think, all right, you can stiffen up here on defense, hold them to a field goal. Nope. 18-yard pass to Michael Pittman. They get a first down, four plays later, a touchdown. All right, well, crap. That's not what we wanted to see on the first drive. We were concerned about Jonathan Taylor. He really took over. You hope that some adjustments can be made, and you go out and score a touchdown and match this thing and, you know, start over. The Bills get the ball back. They're moving the football well. It's 3rd and 3 from the Colts, 28-yard line. Cody Ford false start. It's now 3rd and 8. The Bills run a play, holding on Mitch Morse. It's now 3rd and 18 from the 43. You went from 3rd and 3 on the Colts, 28, to 3rd and 18 from the 43. What happens? What happens? Josh Allen throws an interception on a play where it doesn't feel like the timing was correct in terms of the snap and the players getting off the ball and getting to where they're supposed to be. And you answer a touchdown drive with an interception when you were driving the football. Well, crap. The Colts get the ball back. They score a touchdown. The Bills get the ball. They score a touchdown. All right. The Colts get the ball. They're driving. Third and eight from their own 27. The Bills get a stop, but... Roughing the passer and pass interference. So it's not like, oh, man, if we just didn't rough the passer or, oh, man, if we just didn't interfere, we get a stop. The Bills commit two penalties. All right, there's your first down, Indianapolis. You think the Bills are going to tighten the screws on defense and uh, force a punt? Nope. Same drive. The Bills get them to a third and 10 from the Bills 48. The Bills have him sacked, dead to rights. Carson Wentz ducks right under Mario Addison and runs for 18 yards on a third and 10. They get the ball down to the 17-yard line, hit a field goal. Okay, good, right? You forced a field goal at 17-7. to There's just over two minutes left in the half. You're going to get the ball back. You think go down and score, take it to the half, you get the ball back again. Okay, deep breath, you're in this thing. Well, what happens on the ensuing kickoff? Isaiah McKenzie with an unforced fumble. He wasn't touched. He wasn't down by contact. Coughs up the football. The Colts recover. The next play, touchdown. Okay. Well, crap, right? All right. Well, the Bills still get the ball back. Let's go down and drive here and try to get some points and make this a two-possession game. Entering the half, we get the ball first. We're okay, right? We're in this. Bills are driving, right? First and 10 from the Colts, 36. There's 30 seconds left in the half. The Bills have three timeouts. Josh Allen gets sacked. Second and 22, incomplete. Third and 22, 10-yard gain. Here we go, a 57-yard field goal in wind and rain, and it's a miss. All right, well, damn, that sucks, right? Well, at least we get the ball first coming out of the half. Three and out. And then things just got out of hand from there. Just a comedy of errors, turnovers, drop passes all over the place, playing with poor fundamentals, penalties, right? Five of the seven penalties against the Bills were either pre-snap or after the whistle. The Colts said, hey, Bills, we're just going to big boy you up front. There's nothing you can do about it. And while you try, we're just going to let you beat yourself. And the Bills said, all right, yeah, we'll do that. They obliged. They fell right into that. You know what the scary thing about that is? That's exactly what the Patriots are doing to teams right now. That's their script. And the Bills keep falling into other teams' scripts. I had hopes that this game would go exactly the opposite way that it went. I was hoping the Bills would score early for some turnovers forced the Colts to have to throw the ball in the rain. And despite some decent runs by the Colts, they wouldn't be able to close the gap passing the ball. Well, that's exactly what happened to the Bills in this one. Nobody played well enough to win today. I usually spend a good bit of time in our game recap podcast talking about individuals that impacted the game, but this was a complete team loss. It's honestly the first complete team loss of the season. I mean, at least the defense showed up against Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. At least the offense showed up against Tennessee. Nobody showed up on Sunday. There were blunders offensively, defensively, special teams, and this 2021 Buffalo Bills team has a lot to prove, and I'm concerned about the makeup of the team. They're not disciplined. They're not tough. Physically or mentally, they don't respond well from adversity. They keep saying, this is not who we are. This is not who we are. But yeah, it kind of is, right? You, you, You define the season by the way you play. And you can only say, this is not who we are so many times before it is who you are. Now, I like that they're not embracing it and that they want to present this idea that they're a different football team than what they keep displaying and that their best games are coming, but you got to do it because that was embarrassing. Jacksonville was embarrassing. You haven't played well in several weeks. I mean, congrats on dismantling the jets, but when you get faced with a tough opponent and some adversity comes your way, you wilt. That's what this team is telling us that they are with the way that they're playing. There's no congruency between the messaging coming from Josh Allen and Sean McDermott to the way that this team is playing on the field. So it's time to take a real good look in the mirror, identify what's going on here, and change some things because right now this team is not in good position. I'm recording this before the end of Sunday Night Football, and if the Chargers win the game, the Bills would not be in the playoffs if the season ended today. I mean, that's where we're at. A lot of football left, plenty of opportunities to claim what you want and achieve your goals, but I don't think anybody is satisfied with how this team is playing right now, especially when you know what they're capable of. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein, so all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And another great thing about Bilt Bar is that there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry. And I got a deal for you. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and bedding. Bet online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports betting action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code locked On. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, folks, let's uh, recap my predictions, talk about the AFC East, and what is next for the Bills and this podcast. Predictions this week, not great. My first one was that Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders would have 75 yards receiving each. Nope. They didn't have 75 yards combined. 26 yards receiving for Sanders, 23 for Diggs. At least Diggs had two touchdown catches, but nope, was not the day I was expecting from either of those two players. The second thing I predicted was that the Colts would be held under 24 points, Uh, because they had been averaging 30 points per game over their last seven. Nope, the Bills gave up 41, and so now they're averaging even more points over their last eight games. I said the winner of the turnover battle wins the game. That was true. The Colts were plus three in turnovers, and so they took care of that. And I foolishly predicted a Bills win, and that obviously did not happen. Now let's take a look at the AFC East. The Bills are no longer on top. It's the Patriots. They're 7-4. and four. They're in first place in the division after their 25-0 win over the Falcons on Thursday night football. The Bills are in second at 6-4. And, and the disappointing thing there is that all four of their losses are conference losses, which is not ideal. The Bills will not have tiebreaker advantages, and so that's something to be mindful of as the standings take form the rest of the way. Third place, the Miami Dolphins. They're 4-7 and seven after they beat the Jets 24-17 to on Sunday. And, of course, that means that the Jets fell to 2-8. Now, as I already mentioned that I'm recording this before the conclusion of Sunday Night Football between the Steelers and Chargers, but if the Chargers win, the Bills would not be a playoff team if the season ended today. The AFC is a dogfight, and – For as much disappointment that we feel about the Bills right now, the same could be true for so many different teams at different times. I mean, the Titans, they lost to the Texans on Sunday. You've had all kinds of weird stuff happen. Baltimore lost to Miami. I mean, the the Titans have another loss against the Jets. So there is all kinds of weird stuff going on across the AFC landscape. But the reality is right now, if the Chargers win this game tonight, and when you're listening to this podcast, you'll know the answer to that, there's a chance that they're not even a playoff team right now. So the reality is, like, stay in it and get to the postseason and see if you can go on a run. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you that the Bills can't go on a run. I'm I'm very concerned about the makeup of this team, but it's not like anyone in the AFC is just consistently – taking care of their business and saying, yeah, we're the cream of the crop here, right? Like there seems to be disappointing results every single week when it comes to the AFC. And you're starting to see that show up in the NFC. And so I very much have palms of the air when it comes to answering the question, who are the best teams in the NFL this year? So stay in it and see if you can go on a run. Next for the Bills is a road date on Thursday night football, Thanksgiving night against the New Orleans Saints. As for this podcast, we have herd mentality coming your way tomorrow. Wednesday will be our primer on the Saints. Thursday, we are going to combine a lot of different stuff. Crossover preview, we'll talk to banged up Bills and I'll give you my predictions. And so it'll be a podcast for you on Thanksgiving to help you get ready for the game that night. Friday will be our game recap to the Bills game against the Saints on Thursday night. And then we'll be back again on Monday. Uh, no podcasts over the weekend with Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, I have a lot of things going on uh, in terms of family stuff. I just – I don't think I could fit in a, a weekend podcast this week. So I'll be back again for you on Monday. And if you are you have any questions about our schedule moving forward, with it being you know, a situation where the Bills are playing two non-Sunday games coming up, I put a tweet on the Locked on Bills Twitter account, at Locked on Bills, it's a pinned tweet, and you can see exactly what our schedule is going to be over the next several days just because, you know it's going to be a little irregular. Now, um, there's no real breaks. I'm still going to be here for you every single Monday through Friday, and there's going to be plenty of tailgate talk mixed in. But as, as far as our normal routine, we're kind of out of it right now, given the bills are playing on some weird days. And so if you have any questions about programming, check out that pinned tweet over at the Lockdown Bills Twitter account. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today. Again, tomorrow herd mentality. I hope you'll come back. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great Monday, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.